0: Turn with me, please, in the scriptures. Mark 9 this evening. If you didn't bring a Bible with you, hold your hand up real high. And let's go to Mark chapter 9 and release faith with me. Utterance is greatly affected by the hearer. I got my part, but you got your part. So let's release our faith right now. Father, in Jesus' name, we agree together as touching this, asking you for utterance. I'm asking you, I'm the one speaking, you're using tonight. So I'm saying, Lord, speak through me. Help me to yield to you, to speak beyond me. And give us all ears to hear and eyes that see. And give us answers to questions and direction and help for right now. You know the thing most needful that we need to see and hear and do right now. And so we ask you for it. And we believe we receive it. And in advance we thank you for it. And we say thank you. By faith we'll not forget it and not fail to do it. But we'll be doers. And when we do we will be blessed. Because you always watch over your word and perform it in the lives of those who do in Jesus' name. Said out loud, I'm a, I'm, a I'm, a I'm a doer. I'm a doer. I'm a doer of the Word of God. Mark 9, are you there? We began some weeks ago on the subject we're calling faith for miracles. Anybody believe in miracles in here? In Mark, the ninth chapter, and verse 17. Mark 9:17. a man brought his son, who was afflicted, had a lot of problems, to Jesus' disciples. And even though they had been getting results, they failed to get results with this boy. And then Jesus, having come down off the Mount of Transfiguration, the man brought his son to him. And uh, verse 17 He said, Master, I brought to you my son, which has a dumb spirit. Wherever he takes him, he tears him and foams and gnashes with his teeth and pines away. I spoke to your disciples that they should cast him out, and they could not. He answered him and said, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him to me. We see this again. We're going to look at it again another place. But Jesus tells them why they weren't getting results. wonder if it's still the same today. Why weren't they getting results? Faithlessness. Faithlessness. And they brought him to him, and when he saw him, straightway the spirit tore him, and he fell on the ground, wallowed foaming, and he asked his father, how long is it to go since this came to him? He said, of a child. And oft times it's cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Now this describes much of the church world right here. He believed it was entirely up to Jesus whether anything happened for his boy or not, didn't he? If you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Spiritually, he thinks he has put this entirely in Jesus' lap, so to speak, and said it's up to you. If you can, if you will, please help us. And what did Jesus do? He didn't say, I'll think about it. He didn't say, if it's the will of God, any number of things that modern Christians would say, what did he say? What did Jesus say? Verse 23, if you can believe all things are possible to him that believes. If you look at the Greek, it it indicates there could be a play on the phrase, if you can, because the man just said to him, if you can. Do something, do it. And Jesus said, if you can, (laughs) believe. All things are possible to believe. In other words, it's not if God can. That's not the issue. Hasn't been the issue. And many try to say, well, no, no, he can, but it's if he will. And that's not true either. And that one phrase I just said, flies in the face of most church going people most church going people believe it is up to god so you pray and ask him and plead with him lord please do something well how will we know if it's god's will or not well if something happens you'll know it was god's will <laughs> and if it doesn't happen then for some reason it wasn't his will that's not what jesus said that's not what the bible teaches but it's extremely popular all over the world. It's what I call no fault religion. No matter what happens, it's not our fault. No matter what doesn't happen, it's not our fault. And, uh, you know, some folks ha- will come and hear somebody like me and, and they don't like that. And then they'll look for a no fault church. <laughs> don't tell me that anything's my responsibility. Don't tell me that anything's up to me. But what did Jesus say? What did Jesus say? He said, if you can believe, all things are possible to believe. Couldn't he have said, if it's the will of God, we'll see? Couldn't he have said that? Huh? Maybe it's the will of God. Maybe it's not. We'll see. Couldn't he have emphasized the will of God right here? Yes. Couldn't he have emphasized the will of God every other place? But are there other places in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John where he told people, As you have believed, so be it done unto you. According to your faith, so be it done unto you. Did Jesus emphasize our faith? Modern church does not. Now some will emphasize faith when it comes to being born again. But that's where they stop. But the Bible didn't just say the just would get born again by faith. It said the just will live by faith and the just will walk by faith. We're supposed to deal with everything the same way that you got born again. Can you get born again if you're unsure whether it's God's will for you to be saved or not? (laughs) Is it okay to tell people, come to the altar and kneel down and pray, Lord, save me if it be thy will. If not, thy will be done. That's not faith. If that's not faith concerning being born again, then why would it be faith concerning healing? Or being filled with the Spirit? Or getting your bills paid? Or anything else? Faith begins where the will of God is known. You can't have faith without being convinced and persuaded of the will of God. That's why faith is true, that faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God, why? Because the will of God is revealed in the word of God. And when you're hearing the anointed word of God, you become persuaded. You find out the will of God. You become persuaded of the will of God. And your faith rises up. And you go, well, it is his will for me to have this. It is his will for me to be born again. It is his will for me to be healed. It is his will for me to be filled with the Spirit speaking in tongues. It is his will for my babies to be healed and my bills to be paid. It is his will for me to live a victorious life. It is his will for me to have something and be something and do something. How does me being broke help you? How does me being sick help you? If I was sick enough, I couldn't be preaching to you tonight. If I was broke enough, I couldn't have driven over here. If the ministry was broke enough, certainly wouldn't have this building. How does me being broke help you? How does you being broke help me or anybody else? Oh, it's being sick. No. See, that's the enemy. The enemy is the one who comes to steal and kill and destroy. And if he can get enough poverty in your life and get enough sickness in your life, he can keep you from being a blessing to anybody. Can he? But we don't believe that stuff. I said, we don't believe that stuff. Jesus didn't teach that. That's not the truth. And glory to God, when you find out the truth, the truth will make you free. I said, it'll make you free when you find out what Jesus has done for you. Yes, he saved you from a devil's hell, but that's not all. He saved you. And he healed you. And he filled you. And he thrilled you. And he paid it all. If we'll find out and receive, we can have more, be more, do more than ever before. Somebody said, you already said that. I may say it again. Before the night's over. If you can believe All things are possible to him that believes. And what did the man do? What was his response? Straightway the father of the child cried out and said with tears. Lord, I believe. This is not just some intellectual discourse they're having. Why did he respond this way? Faith is of the heart. With the heart man believes he was moved when Jesus told him this and he had a revelation it's not just all up to him I'm not just waiting on him I got to do something if we're going to get results I'm going to have to have some faith here and I do believe Lord I do believe do you think he's sincere he said it with tears but then he also says help my unbelief what does that mean well he's dealing with some things Some things that are not faith. One translation says it like this. I believe. Help me with my doubts. The weak translation says. I am believing. Be helping my weakness of faith. And so he wasn't trying to pretend. His faith was at a place it wasn't. He was being honest with the Lord. Did the Lord meet him where he was and help him? Have you read the rest of the chapter? His boy got delivered. And healed immediately so the Lord didn't meet him and help him. So it's scriptural to ask the Lord to help you. Isn't it? If you're struggling with something and your faith's not quite where it needs to be, ask him to help you. And he will. And he'll meet us where we are, not where we're pretending to be. It does you no good or anybody else to try to pretend that your faith's at a place that it's not. But with God's help, if it's not there, it can get there. I said it can get there. Thank you, Lord. Now, uh, go with me to Matthew's account of this over in Matthew 17. In uh, Matthew 17, after this happened, verse 19, I'm going to read this in Young's literal translation. He said, uh, Then the disciples, having come to Jesus by himself, this is Matthew seventeen nineteen. they said, Wherefore were we not able to cast him out? Now, uh, this proves that just because you and somebody prayed and it didn't happen, that did not prove that it was the will of God for it not to happen. Because when the man brought his son to Jesus... Jesus didn't tell him it wasn't the will of God. The boy got got delivered. And so now they're coming to Jesus saying, why couldn't we get those results? Because they had prayed, they had cast, they had done everything they knew to do, and nothing happened. Friend, if you pray or try to have faith and don't get results, and it doesn't turn out the way that it should, don't start a new doctrine. Don't start a new doctrine that some way or another must not have been the will of God. See, that's what people have done throughout the ages. The reason these doctrines of it may not be the will of God, people to be healed, set free, delivered, needs met, the reason that's so popular is because many years ago, generations ago, somebody prayed, somebody said they were believing, and it didn't work. And so instead of being humble and honest, And acknowledging that maybe we missed it somewhere, maybe we came short, they concocted and said, well, it must not have been the will of God, trying to save face, maintain their pride. Well, it couldn't be with us. That is pride, isn't it? For people to just immediately assert, well, it must not have been the will of God. Well, what about you? Did it ever cross your mind? Maybe you didn't do something right. But again, that's when people revert back to the no-fault religion. No, no. Don't tell me that. I'm going to find me a no-fault church <laughs> that will tell me no matter what I do or don't do, it's not my fault. It's just all up to God somehow. Well, no. They were confronted. I mean, it's in their face. The boy got delivered. So you couldn't say it wasn't the will of God. When he brought him to Jesus, they got results. And so then they come to Jesus privately afterwards and go... uh, why didn't that work for us? Why? And uh, Jesus said, well, I'm the son of God, and I can do this. Don't feel bad that you couldn't. No, no. Again, why couldn't they do it? Jesus said, through, and this is Young's literal, through your want of faith. Most folks don't like the answer this simple. But that is the answer to this and a thousand and one other situations. Why didn't it work? Lack of faith. Why didn't that happen? Lack of faith. Why didn't we get results over here? Lack of faith. Why didn't you get results? Lack of faith. Why didn't I get results? Lack of faith. Lack of faith. But see your flesh don't like that answer. Does it? What answer does your pride like better? God. In his mysterious ways. We don't understand it. But he just chose not to do it. And then make up all this stuff about God's getting glory out of their suffering somewhere or another. No. When he's talking about suffering for the glory of God he's not talking about suffering from the curse that you've been redeemed from that Jesus paid a price to get you free from. He's talking about suffering persecution. Suffering not getting to do what you want to do. Having to submit your will to God. I mean those are the kinds of suffering he's talking about. Not suffering. How many understand if Jesus suffered it in your place why would he want you to suffer it? No. He bore our sins so we wouldn't have to pay the price of sin. So we could be his righteousness. And why did he take our sicknesses and carry our pains? And why was the chastisement of our peace upon him? And why did he become poor? The Bible said so we could be rich. So we could be healed. So we could be free. I know a lot of people don't believe it, but it makes me sure happy to believe it. Yeah. And you actually see it in the Bible when you read it without the colored glasses of tradition. He said, because of your want of faith. And he said, for verily I say to you, if you had faith as a grain of mustard, you shall say to this mountain, remove to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible to you. Here's a a little insight. People who really do have faith, you will not hear bragging about how much faith they have. Because they understand it. You ever heard folks bragging about how much faith they have and their life is a shamble (laughs) and a mess? (laughs) Well, they're confused. It just ain't true. And it doesn't take much of this powerful stuff to get results. If you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, you say to this mount, remove hits to yonder place, it'll remove, and nothing will be impossible to you. Say it out loud all things are possible. to him that believes believes. thank you Lord so don't get tired of hearing about faith if somebody's really talking about faith you need to say give me some I'll take some more please there's no such thing as somebody has too much faith you never met anybody like that and you never will there's a whole lot of people that have none and there's a whole lot of people that's got just a dab a very little bit but again how much does it take Thanks be unto God, who is the God of faith, who gives us the word of faith, who ministers faith to us and quickens us. Now he went into some detail also about, if you read the rest of this passage, you'll also begin to see why they were in that shape. He said in verse 20, because through your want of faith. And in verse 21, he said, And this kind does not go forth except in prayer and fasting. Now, here's a, a truth that we need to be aware of. It was the will of God for the boy to be delivered and healed. Well, you know, Jesus didn't contradict the will of God. So when he ministered to him and he was set free, everything Jesus ever said and did is the express revelation of God's will. So it was always the will of God for that boy to be delivered and healed. It was the will of God for it to happen. These disciples are authorized by Jesus to minister deliverance and healing. And they are empowered, right, to minister deliverance and healing. And even though it's the will of God and they're authorized and they're empowered, it didn't happen. It can be the will of God for it to happen. You can be authorized in the name of Jesus. You can be empowered by the Holy Spirit. And it still not happen. Do we see it here or not? Why? Because it takes faith. It takes faith. And if you read the whole accounts there, like we studied in the beginning of this series, you'll see they were arguing about who was going to be the greatest among them. And you see that when the anointing comes the enemy is afraid of the anointing. What does the anointing do? It removes burdens. It destroys yokes. What business is the devil in? He is in the yoke business. Right? He's in the burden business. I mean it can take the enemy 20 years to get a terrible yoke established in somebody's life. It can take him 10 years to burden somebody down to the point where they are. And the anointing in a moment. I said the anointing in a moment can shatter that yoke. So that they are completely free. The anointing in a moment can lift that burden off of them. So that they are free, free, free indeed. So if you're in the yoke business. And the burden business, the anointing is your worst nightmare. The Lord. It can just shatter what it took you decades to build. But the anointing doesn't manifest alone. It's got to be released with faith, mixed with faith. You remember when the anointing came on Jesus at the River Jordan? Spirit of God came on him in the bodily shape and form as a dove. You know what happened immediately after that? The enemy came. Didn't he? To tempt him. And he tempted him severely. For 40 days and 40 nights. Why? Why now? Wasn't he the son of God and son of man? Last year? And two years before? And when he was 15 and when he was 10. Why now? Why now? Because it was just now that all this anointing came. Right. And the devil is scared spitless. <laughs> that if Jesus obeys God and mixes faith with this anointing, yokes are going to be shattered from coast to coast and burdens are going to roll away Amen. like leaves in the fall. Amen. And he was right. Yeah. So, what did he do? He came to get Jesus. Off to tempt him. And what was Jesus' response to it? Back up a little bit. What did he do for 40 days and nights? Fast. Fasting and prayer, right? And his response was the word, the word, the word. Now, the servant is not above his master. It's possible for you and I to have the same kind of works in our life that Jesus had. Didn't he say so? If you believe on me, the works I do, you'll do also. And greater works than these shall you do. Because I go to the Father. But you will not be able to do them differently than he did them. We will not be able to do it in a different way. And if Jesus needed to fast and pray. (laughs) Huh? Huh? And stay close, close, close to the word and respond with the word, that's the only way we'll be successful too. What's the problem of not seeing the results and seeing the miracles? Lack of faith. But you gotta go back to why is the lack of faith? And you'll see a connection. Lack of word, lack of prayer. Lack like of fasting. Now fasting doesn't give you faith. And praying doesn't give you faith. But it helps put your flesh under. I said it helps put your flesh under. But we're having fun now, aren't we? Do we believe in miracles? We've had some miracles. But we all know we can have a whole lot more. Well, do we want to get there or do we just want to rock along and and pretend? If we're going to come up from where our, our faith has been lacking, we're going to have to have the Word and prayer and fasting. Now, fasting doesn't just mean not eating something. Fasting is not yielding to your flesh, not yielding to your natural desires. And if you do that, that helps you to be more aware of spiritual things. The more you yield to the flesh, the more aware of the flesh you'll be. The more you yield to the spirit, the more aware of the spirit you'll be. And do you see where the enemy tried to get Jesus off? If you be the son of God, command these stones that they be made bread. If you be the son of God, throw yourself off the pinnacle of this temple. He's trying to make it about him. Same thing that was happening with the disciples. Who's going to be the greatest? Can you see this? And Jesus said, come learn of me. I'm meek and lowly of heart. Do you know Jesus never took credit for one message he preached? Or for one miracle that happened in his ministry? Because he's operating as a man. He said, I can of myself do nothing. Am I quoting scripture? Yeah. He said, I only say what I hear him say. I only do what I see him do. He said, the father in me, he does the works. Amen. And when the devil's trying to say, prove who you are, prove what you can do, he refused. Why? Why? He said, I can of myself do nothing. It is written. It is written. See, friend, if you do believe these things and you begin to press into the Lord, he's ready for anointing to be manifested on you. Hmm? Do you believe this? But if you begin to get serious about it and begin to get in a position where things can happen, guess who's going to come? I said, guess who's going to come and try to get you off and try to trip you up. Why? Because he's scared of that. He's not scared of you as a human being, but he's scared of what's in you. And he's scared of what God can do through you. And so what would he do? Same thing he's done over and over again. Same thing he's done with Adam and Eve. He will come and try to get you off into thinking about you and who you are. And what you can do, that you're something great. And especially some baby Christians haven't understood. They thought, well, man, I'm going to pray, and I'm going to fast, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to learn things that nobody else is learning. And I'm going to get power. And they got an idea that they're going to be some kind of a wizard. Some kind of sanctified wizard. That they got power that they can do stuff with. That I can do stuff by the power of God. Well, the devil's got you right where he wants you. Because that is not true and that'll never be true. We don't do things by the power of God, He does things by the hands of men. Vast difference. Whether you know it or not, that was worth you combing your hair and coming out right right, right there. Go with me to John, please. John chapter 14. We were talking about this, but let's, let's look at it some more. John 14 and 10. Jesus said, believest thou not that I'm in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwells in me. He does the works. Did Jesus say, I can do things if I want to? No. And yet much of the church world preaches that. People say, well, he walked on the water. You know why? Because he's Jesus. He raised the dead. Why? Well, because he's Jesus. Jesus. And he's the son of God. Well he is Jesus. And he is the son of God. But they're implying that he did it. With power that he had as God. And that he just decided to do it. And that is not true. Philippians teaches. That he emptied himself. He laid aside his mighty weight in glory. And became like other men. Did he or not. And he he did no miracles. Until. He was baptized in the River Jordan and the Holy Spirit came on him. Don't you believe any of these apocryphal writings that has Jesus healing his little play friends as a child or healing little bird? Don't you believe it? Don't you believe it? It's not true. It's serious error. And it's not that he was practicing some kind of holy magic. No. What did he say? He said, I can of my own self do nothing. He said, read John carefully. Read chapters 5, read chapter 6, read chapter 8. He says it repeatedly. I can of my own self do nothing. Is that true or not? Well, then he's not doing this with power that he has as God. He's operating just like you and I would have to. If not, how can we believe it? When he says, the works I do, you'll do also. If he did them as God, how are we going to do them? I'm not God. You're not God. How can you believe that? But if he did them as a man, hallelujah, as a man, with no unfair advantage over you and me, if he did it as a man, anointed with the Holy Spirit, and he would anoint us with that same spirit, then we can see the glorious possibilities. But we'll have to do it the same way. Not some different way. The servant's not above his master. And when all that anointing came on him, here came the devil. Can you see this? Why? He wants to stop this from happening. He don't know everything, but he knows some things. He's been around a long time. He's aware of some spiritual things. And he knows. He can see it. If this anointing gets released, it'll tear up his business. From north to south and east to west. How, how it troubled him. And man, he came and for 40 days and nights, he pulled out the stops. He hit Jesus with everything that had ever worked on men and women throughout the ages and generations. And Jesus just would not bite. He would not yield to it. He would not succumb to it. He kept trying to get him to, to focus on him, who you are. Prove who you are. Jump off this pinnacle. Show what you are. Prove what you can do. But Jesus not interested. He wasn't interested in proving what he could do. He was interested in doing exactly what the Father told him to do. He was completely submitted to the will of the Father. He was completely submitted to the Word of God. Come on, are you listening? And because of that, the devil couldn't do anything with him. Glory, hallelujah! Oh, friend, how about you and me? The reason the enemy has been able to mislead and confuse people so so easily is because they've been so full of their self. I'm going to do something. I'm going to be something. You hear people telling their kids, you're going to be the greatest prophet there's ever been. Don't tell them that. You're going you're to do more than this. You're going to do more than that. You're going to do more than the other. You need to be telling them how to please God. Amen. Yes. How to do his will. This ain't about you. I'm gonna be something. I'm gonna do something. you're already playing into the enemy's hand. That's how he trips up people right and left. We're going to have the biggest this. we're going to have the greatest this. What's that about? People seeing you and knowing who you are, hearing about you? God's not in that. I said, God's not in that. We don't do things by the power of God. He does things. Oh, somebody say he does that. He he does things by the hands of men, men that are not seeking their own glory, men that are seeking His glory, men that are not wanting to do their own plan and will, men and women that are wanting to do His plan, His will. And there's never been a more perfect example of that than Jesus Himself. How many want to be like Jesus? You want to be completely submitted and yielded to the Word of God and the will of God. You see, it's not just fasting. What do you say? This kind comes out by what? Prayer and fasting. You just fast, and that's all you're doing to get spiritual. You will get weird. <laughs> I'm telling you, you'll get off. You'll get strange. And if you're just fasting so you can get power, you'll get off every time. Now, what is it? Prayer and fasting. You're not just fasting. You're drawing close to God. And you're using this opportunity to put your flesh under. So that your your spirit becomes more aware. And the less flesh you got going on. The less the devil's got to work with. And so when the enemy came to hit Jesus with both barrels. What did he do? He went into prayer and fasting mode. Come on, can you see this? And he gave the enemy nothing to work with. Amen. He had, can you understand? After 40 days, his flesh voice, you could barely hear it. Amen. It's weak. He's not giving the enemy anything to work with. Come on. When it gets serious and the enemy's pushing and you're not getting where you need to get, how many know you need to get serious with God? What do you do? Start fasting some stuff. Start fasting your hobbies and, and your recreation and the entertainment. Not that all that's wrong and you can't do it sometime, but it's not time for that. We need to get serious. Amen. And skip some meals. And don't just skip some meals to be doing it. Use the time to press into God. Is that right? Amen. Seek God with all your heart and mind, soul, and strength. Yeah. And every time something comes up about me and what I need and what I want, grab it and slam it down. And say, Lord, I delight to do your will. your will. I want your will. I want your plan. I want your way. I want you to be glorified. I want you to be exalted. And if you really mean it and you really seek it, how many know when you seek the Lord with all your heart, what did he say? You're going to find me. You're going to find me. I'm going to answer you. I'm going to show you. Amen. Can you hear that man? He's crying out with tears. I do believe, Lord. I believe what you're telling me. Uh, I'm struggling here. Help me. Did Jesus meet him? Did he meet him? Why? Because he's serious. He means business. And when the disciples come and say, well now, why couldn't we get results over there? He said, well, unbelief. (laughs) Say (laughs) love. Unbelief. But then he gave him a pointer on what to do about it. What are we going to do? It's not that they didn't know the will of God. It's not that they didn't know they were authorized. It's not that they didn't know they were empowered. They knew it. They've been doing it. So what happened? They got too carnal. They got too full of their selves. Come on, are you listening? I mean, if you're talking about who's the greatest in the bunch, you're off track. So what do you need then? You need yourself some prayer and fasting. Huh? Huh? You, you need to take off your fancy clothes and quit putting your favorite things you like to eat in your mouth for a while and go stick your nose in the carpet. Come on, are you listening? Stick your nose in the carpet and humble yourself before your great God. And say, and acknowledge, say, Lord, I know I am nothing. I don't know anything. I can't do anything without you. I'm absolutely helpless without you. And lay before him and seek him. Come on, are you with me? Seek him and get serious. Say, forgive me, Lord, if I've been stubborn, if I've been foolish, or if I've been prideful. I repent. I humble myself. And how many believe if you draw near to him, what will he do? He will draw near to you. He'll show you where you missed it. He'll show you the change to make. And that'll make you shout. I said, that'll make you shout. Because then you know, all I got to do is do this, and it's going to work. I just do this, and things are going to change. It's going to start happening. Can you say glory to God? Now, I know this is not as popular as no-fault religion. (laughs) Problem with no-fault religion is you get no results. Oh, it's comfortable on your flesh, but you you get no miracles. You get no results. Listen to these verses while we're on this subject here. Acts 5 and 12. Acts 5 and 12 says, And by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people. How did it happen? Who did it? By the hands of the apostles. God did it. Acts 15 and 12. Acts 15 and 12. Then all the multitude kept silence and gave audience to Barnabas and Paul declaring what miracles and wonders God had wrought among the Gentiles by them. Who did it? Man, they were having some outstanding things happen. But... Paul and Barnabas were not saying we did it. Man, we have put in the work and the prayer and we've got to the place of power. And come over here and I'll zap you. Mm. That just ain't real. That's just not right. It's not true. What had happened? They said, man, some things have happened. God did it. Who did it? Come on, who did it? He did it. He used us. But he's the one that did it. Acts nineteen eleven, I like the way this says it. So good. You know, there were some amazing things happening in the beginning days of the church. Peter would walk by people and his shadow come over them and then get healed. Isn't that amazing? And they were taking cloths from that had been in contact with Paul's body. And when they'd lay them on people, they'd get delivered and healed. What did the Bible say was happening? And Paul wrought special miracles. By the hands of God. (laughs) Now why do I keep saying this? Because there's confusion about this, and the enemy will try to mess with you around this. No? Who did it? Who did it? Who did it? Who did it? God God. wrought special miracles. Is any special miracles getting wrought? You can be sure it's God. Right? That's That's doing it. But he did it by the hands. He uses men. He uses women, doesn't he? He uses our mouths. He uses our words. He uses our hands. He uses our prayer. He uses our obedience. But when it's done, it's him. He did it. So it's not a matter of trying to be humble and not taking the glory to yourself. If you got any sense, you know you didn't do it. Right? You know you didn't do it. All you did is do what he told you to do. And then he showed up and he did it. He did it. (laughs) Being humble is just being honest. I think you need just a little bit more. You've had appetizer and entree. You need some dessert. Don't you think? (laughs) It is true. Your spirit eats this. Your spirit eats the word of God. Zechariah 4:6. Don't turn there, but let me, let me read it to you. And we'll talk about it just a little bit. Zechariah 4:6. Anybody got this one marked? Anybody know what it says? The word of the Lord came to Zerubbabel. What did he say? Not by might. Not by power. Now he's talking about human might. He's talking about human power. Not by human might, not by human power, but by what? But by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Everybody say that out loud, not by might, not by power, power. but by my spirit, spirit. says the Lord. Lord. Say it again, not by might, Not might. Not not by power, but by my spirit says the Lord oh hallelujah thank you everybody stand up on your feet can you listen standing up stand up on your feet close your eyes and pray this prayer after me and then let's pray in the spirit some as well how many truly believe that God is real and powerful and he's a good God and in His will is miracles and healing. And if they're not happening in situations, it's not because it's not His will. It's because of lack of faith. Say out loud, Father God, Father God, I do believe. I, do believe. I, believe, in I do believe in You. You are the Almighty God. Almighty God. Nothing's too difficult for You. Difficult. And You are the good, good God. Good God. It, is it is Your will that we be saved and healed, and delivered, and free. And the lack of faith has been the hindrance and the problem, not you, not your goodness. Open my eyes, open my ears to see any changes that I need to make, how to seek you, how to not seek my own glory, How to seek your will, your plan, your purpose, which is always good, always liberty, always life, always light, always freedom, always victory. victory. Hallelujah. Show me how to seek you, how to give you place how to give you full place and give the devil no place. Give me utterance about what to pray, what needs to be changed, what needs to be done. Reveal it, I ask, in Jesus' name. Ah. Hallelujah. I heard these words. Close your eyes. Just focus on Him. I heard these words in my spirit. The flesh. The flesh. It's the spirit that quickens. The flesh profits nothing. And the flesh will hold you out. And the flesh will hold you back how loud is the voice of the flesh in the lives of so many so many the voice of the flesh is dominating so that the voice of the spirit is very small and not heard sometimes at all and ignored again and again but put your flesh under Crucify your flesh. Don't fulfill all the appetites and desires of the flesh. And in so doing, seek me and draw near unto me. And the voice of the flesh shall subside. And the voice of the spirit shall grow louder and grow stronger and grow clearer. And you will hear the direction of the Lord. And in stepping out, you will see the glory of the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Let's lift our hands. Let's praise the Lord. Let's give glory to the Lord. Let's give thanks unto the Lord. Oh, praise you, Lord. 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 Ha, ha. Ha, ha. It is written, there are many voices in the world. And none of them without signification. There are many voices in the world. This world is a noisy place. Many voices saying, Listen to me, listen to me, pay attention to me, see me, hear me, listen to me. But there's one thing that's needful, one voice. That brings faith to you. One voice that brings the faith command that leads you out of darkness into light, out of depression into joy, out of sickness into health, out of lack into plenty. But you must turn away and be still. And know that he is God. And quieten the voices. And turn away from the loud and the many. And seek the one. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, everybody say, speak, Lord. And your servant will hear. I will turn aside from the many voices in this world, and I incline my ear to hear you, and only you. Ahashto koichi. Praise Him some more. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries,